Uh, but if you're with us today, whether it's for the first time or, man, you've been with us for a minute, I'm excited. We're in a brand new series. It's just week number two, so you're jumping in at just the right time called Extra. Everybody say Extra. Extra, this is like excessive, over the top, like way too much. This is a series we've been, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. If you didn't bring your Bible, we're going to put the words on the screen so you can follow along with us. Mark, chapter 10, beginning in verse number 46. It says, then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to shut his mouth. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. The very ones that were telling him to shut up, now they got to turn, change their tune, right? It's like, oh, you didn't like me just a minute ago, but now you're going to try to like me? Uh, but th that's, that's what happens here. Verse number 50, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, teacher, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Those of you who are taking notes, the title of today's message is Don't Give Up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Matter of fact, turn on the person next to you, tell them, don't give up. Come on, tell them, tell them. They might need this right now. I'll put it in the chat. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Turn to the, your second choice, tell them, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> tell them it wasn't personal. You just rode with these other people and we're roommates. I'm married to them. I, got, I had to go to them first. Don't, don't give up, don't give up. I'm excited about this pastor scripture. Okay, this is a life giving pastor scripture. I mean, all the Bible is, but this story right here in the book of Mark, it just jumps off the page. It starts off, Jesus is coming into Jericho. When you read this account in the Gospel of Luke, he's actually coming out of Jericho. So whether he's going in or coming out, I think it's really irrelevant, but this story happens. This blind man is begging by the side of the road. This guy has been blind, we don't know for how long. He's been begging. We don't know for how long. But blind speaks to he has a physical problem. Begging speaks to he has an economic problem. Some of you might be in those categories. You might have both a physical problem and an economic problem. Or maybe one or the other. But that's why I think this text speaks to all of us. I think if you find yourself in a place where things are tight or you don't have enough money, this part of the Bible speaks directly to your heart. 
But I don't think it just speaks to people. I think it even speaks to communities and, and nations as well. But if your body is physically ailing somehow, some way, you have a family member or you're online right now and you have some things that are going on in your body that, that the doctors have not been able to cure, this too is for you. So here is this man. He's got a physical problem. He's got an economic problem. And look, that's verse 46. But verse 47, it says, this, this blind man, verse 47, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. I want us to, I want us to realize this. He can't see, but he can shout. So there is something that he can't do. It's impossible for him to do it. But there's some other things that are actually possible for him to do. The subtle deception for all of us is to focus on what you can't do and to not leverage what you can do. This man here, I like him. He's like, well, I can't see, but I can shout. If your marriage is terrible right now, you guys can't talk face-to-face one-on-one. Well, Maybe you can't talk face-to-face, one-on-one, but you can get a third party, a counselor. You can do that. Maybe there's a lot of things you can't do, but you can pray. There's a lot of things you can't do, but you can serve. There's a lot of things you can't do, but you can kill the gossip. There's a lot of things you can't do, but you can take a step of faith. Stop focusing on what you can't do. And I I wonder if we would have the faith in Jesus to begin to do what we can do. What is it that you have been so focused on that you can't do that you need to move past and begin to focus on what you can't? can do I like this guy I can't see but I can shout I can't see but I can shout and you can't what but you can what and I want you even this week this week go ahead and start doing the thing that you can do go ahead and start taking the step of faith for what you can do what are you waiting for here's the moment so he begins to shout and he begins to shout and he says some very particular things he says Jesus Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. That's the definition of the name of Jesus. My name means nobleman. I don't know what that means, but I guess I'm a nobleman. Uh, Onika's name, we don't know what it means. It's beautiful, but we don't know what it means. What does it mean? Oh, she said it means genuine. I think she just made that up. (laughs) But it fits for sure. (laughs) Onika says she always hated going to, you know, when you go to a little gas station, you're always looking for your name. You know, you can see the name keychains. There was, you know, Susie, Frank, never an Onika. But I've got that wrapped around my heart for the rest of my life, honey. And Onika tied around my heart. Genuine, I, this, but back to Jesus. His name means the Lord saves. Then he says, son of David. I thought Jesus was a son of Joseph. I thought it was the son of God. What does this son of David mean? Well, David back in the Old Testament was the king of like all kings. 
And there was a promise that was given to David that he would always have a ruler on the throne. So the beautiful Jewish people were believing that the Messiah was going to come through the line of David. And when he showed up, he would be the ruler that we've been waiting for. He would be the Messiah that they would be waiting for. So this man, Bartimaeus, is saying, Jesus, you say, but you're also the one we've been waiting for. You're from the, tr the line of David, and you're going to put everything back to order. My hope and my trust is is in you you're the king we have been looking for Bartimaeus not even knowing that Jesus was actually on his way to his death where he would be crowned king of all kings and have that crown of thorns put on his head but the announcement was made by this man blind Bartimaeus son of David then he says have mercy you don't owe me anything God God you don't owe me how many of us right now think that God owes us something. Like we've been faithful for so long, been kind for so long, been doing the right thing for so long. It's like where God's kind of indebted to us. And I just want you to know, God is in debt to none of us. And Bartimaeus, even though he's been blind, we don't know for how long, does not look at Jesus and say, you owe me. He looks at Jesus and says, hey, I need help. Have mercy. Come closer. Pour out your favor. I need you. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Well, the people, they hear him shouting. And then the Bible says the people rebuke him. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. You know, like uh, parents, uh, when you're on an airplane, your kid's acting crazy. In the beginning of the plane ride, you're like, oh, shh. But then by the end, you're like, you put a shut your mouth. Y'all do that? Come on, man. Y'all don't. Y'all ain't raising your kids right. You got to be able to, you'll be able to grit your teeth and they go, okay, we ain't playing anymore. You put a shut your horn down right there. <laughs> I want to try something right now. Okay. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know. I don't even know if it's going to work online. So online, we're going to try this too. Okay. So if you're in the chat, you can do this. I need one person. I need one person, just one person who's in the back. Okay, one person in the back, one person in the chat. One person in the back who is willing to shout. One person who's willing. Okay, thank you. There we go. Okay, there we go. Got one, got one, got one. All right, all right. There's always one. <laughs> Online, I don't know who that's going to be. That you, you, my friend, are going to shout in just a moment. All the rest of us. Everybody else, okay, we'll see how this goes. All the rest of us, you're going to go, shh. Let's see. Let's go ahead and practice the shh. Ready? Okay, good job, good job, good job. Don't put anything else on the end of that either. Some of y'all like. We got Jesus, my shouter. Jesus, son of David. So when I point online too, somebody put in the chat. Somebody decide, okay, I'm going to be the shout Jesus, son of David. Everybody else go, shh, <laughs> emojis like this. <laughs> okay. Okay, y'all did good. Y'all did good. That's Paul. Okay, yeah. 
you were all in back there, Paul. And that was like, okay, this is my moment. And he went all in with that. I'm very proud of you, sir. <laughs> you see how it can get a little bit awkward? I mean, one person's screaming out. And everybody else is saying, shh, be quiet, shut up. I wonder, how many people would it take to get you to shut up? If you are crying out to Jesus, how many people does it take to get you to be silent about your faith, silent about your walk with God, silent about the goodness of God in your life? How many people does it require? How much disappointment do you have to experience for you to be shushed? <laughs> how much pain do you have to walk through where you go, you know what? I'm not going to cry out anymore. I'm all done, too much pain, too much disappointment, too much difficulty, too much heartache. I've been through so much of this, I, it's taken away my shout. What person in your family, what friend, coworker, frat brother, sorority sister, that if you're around them, they just make you be more, they, they dampen your shout. When you're around them, you don't, you don't want to talk about, oh, I go to church. Oh, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. I used to make those jokes. I don't make those jokes anymore. It's just when you get around them, they have some type of power over you. And they're able to take where you would shout and make you just quiet down. But this guy, blind Bartimaeus, yeah, he may have been a beggar. But your boy, he ain't shutting up. <laughs> He's shouting. Everybody tells him to be quiet. And look what the Bible says. It makes it really queer. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more. <laughs> Give me this church. This is a church that I feel we're called to be. Like a church when the world is trying to tell you, be quiet. God's not good. He's not faithful. Jesus isn't loving. And they're trying, to, they're trying to tell the church to be quiet. I pray that we're the type of church that the world can say what they want to, but they cannot stop our shout. We still keep on saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That the grace of God has impacted my life so much. How in the world can I be quiet when God has carried me through every bit of pain and difficulty where he has wiped tears from my eyes, where he's put me on a firm foundation? You're trying to get me to be quiet about the one that scrubbed my soul clean when I thought I would be lost forever, but he picked me up out of a pit and put me on a firm foundation? I can't be silent. You can try to shush me if you want to. I'll shout all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I pray that we'll be the type of church that keeps on shouting no matter what comes our way. I pray that your marriage will keep on shouting the fame of Jesus no matter what comes your way. Single people, teenagers, young adults, I pray that there's such a fortitude on the inside of us that no matter who tries to shout us, to, to, to shut us up, We'll keep on shouting anyway. I, uh, I'm reading this and I'm like, this guy, 
He's crazy. He got a little bit of edge to him. He's that dude, if you're like, you're about to have a fight and he starts kind of laughing like, <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to fight that guy. <laughs> the guy that starts kind of like, <laughs> starts giggling when the fight's about to happen, walk away. Just be like, you know what? My bad, man, that was on me. <laughs> Let me buy you a drink. <laughs> but I, I pray that we're not just a, a church that will shout on Sundays. Okay? I, I don't want us to be a, a church that can just shout on Sunday. Hey! I'll go there. Ebo! No, I, I, hey, 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 hey. I'm sure. Shout on Sunday. But don't be nasty on Monday. Don't be mean and disrespectful on Tuesday. Don't be nicer to me than you are to your wife. Don't treat the people that walk through the door or get in the chat with more dignity than you're treating your neighbor. I pray that we shout in our lives at the grocery store. I pray that we shout with our lives in our neighborhoods. I pray that it's in boardrooms, that we live our lives with such excellence, that people want to do business with us, that the way we carry ourselves in every environment we walk into, we're like, they are shouting the fame and the name of Jesus. There's something different about that man. There's something different about that woman. Let's not just be a Sunday shouting church. When you look at this with Brian Bartimaeus, he's shouting in the streets. If we are just Christians in here or online, how in the world will the world know the goodness and the love of Jesus? That's why we say in our creed we're empowered by the Spirit to be the church in the world. We're not empowered by the Spirit to be the church of the church. <laughs> it's easier here. But it still can be hard for some of us. I mean, even like, just even like our time of singing and worship. Some of us, I mean, it's just, it's hard. You want to like, man, I see these people lifting their hands and you're like. <laughs> kind of keep it right. It's not an indicator of your spirituality at all, right? But, but when the cowboys are playing... <laughs> So don't tell me you don't know how to worship, okay? You know how to. This can be a little bit uncomfortable. Again, this is not an indicator of your spirituality at all, but I just want us to understand we as a family, we are a people that are saying, God, you have been so good to us. You can have our whole lives. You can have our whole heart. You can have our money. You can have all of it because it all belongs to you. Now look at this. Keep, keep on going with me. Keep on going. So, so we... Uh, he shouts all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. Call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. Okay, so, so I want you to see this. Bartimaeus, he's a blind beggar, and he's crying out to Jesus. Okay? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus does not speak directly to Bartimaeus. 
what Jesus does is he speaks to those who are following Jesus to go and to talk to Bartimaeus on his behalf. I want you to see that the people who were with Jesus, his followers and disciples, they were the middlemen to be the answer to the prayer that Bartimaeus was crying out to Jesus, but Jesus asked the disciples to be a part of the answer to prayer. You following this here? Uh, uh, it's like um, here at our church, if you're not in a connect group, I want you to be in one. Okay, let me just tell you that right now. I want you to be in a connect group. This is where you're going to grow in your walk with God, become all that God has called you to be. And when you are going through difficulty, we get to be there in your life. We get to have your back, get to support you, get to send you a meal. If you're sick, but you're not connected in the church, how are we going to know to be there for you and to pray for you? So you got to have some community around you. This is why we talk about going to growth track and being a connect group and getting on a serve team so you can be in the ecosystem of this family so we can all be walking together at the, high, at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So we like finding out, you know, some, we don't like finding out that they're sick, but when we find out they're sick, we get to know, hey, let's send them something. Let's send them some chicken noodle soup or something. You know, it's just like, mmm, chicken noodle soup. So if you're in there, you're like, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> and some flu stuff is going around right now, too. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sick. I'm sick. I wish I had some chicken noodle soup. Then the Lord goes, oh, yeah. I'm going to put that on your connect group's heart. And they go, they, they put in an order to DoorDash. Hey, DoorDash, go ahead and go to Whole Foods or, I don't know, Kroger, wherever. No, no, we're going to do fr fr healthy stuff. Go to Whole Foods and go ahead. Dang, $17.94. That's okay. That inflation on chicken noodle soup, too. Okay, I'm going to send the chicken noodle soup, and you send it through DoorDash, and the DoorDash delivery person picks it up, and they are on their way, and they get over there uh, to, to, the, uh, to the house, and they got chicken noodle soup <laughs> just dripping from their lips, just noodles hanging out. Smelling like chicken broth. <laughs> like, hey, hey, your church family, they love you. They seen some chicken noodle soup. Let me just tell you, that stuff woo, is slapped, okay? I just finished that chicken noodle soup. But I wanted you to know, they love you. The DoorDash person did not understand the assignment. It wasn't for you. It was to get through you, to get to the person who's sick. I think many of us are misunderstanding our assignment here on the earth. We think the gifts that we have, the money that we have, the time that we have is all to be spent on us. And here we are. God is trying to use us to get to some people that are hurting and we're eating all the chicken noodle soup. We're spending all the money on ourselves, using all our gifts on ourselves, making our lives better. And we're not saying, God, thank you for what you've given me. Now help me, God, to get this to someone else. So here, they call him. And I like Blind Bartimaeus. This guy, he's tenacious. He jumps up. You don't have to tell him twice. Your boy's like, He's ready to go. 
Um, pass me my volleyball, please. Thank you. Good pass, good pass. Elvin was a professional baseball player. I like telling everybody about that. So a little bit of a curveball on that right there. I saw that. This right here is a volleyball. Our daughter, Elle, who's seven, is now playing volleyball. And y'all, she's crushing it. She's my best athlete out of all of my kids, okay? My sons are sitting in here right now, and I'm saying it. I'm saying it publicly. I've said it privately. At seven, she's my money. She's my big money ticket, hands down for sure. I thought it was going to be my boys. It's not my boys, okay? I pushed them aside. It's all riding on L now. Not kidding. I, I love you, sons. But your sister is a better athlete at this age, at this age. So she's playing volleyball. And um, all the little girls who are seven, uh, I mean, these, these young ladies are strong. And you can see this wind up. They're there. All of them, this is what they do. Some wind-ups take a lot longer than that, too, and you're sitting there like, <laughs> okay, this is, I, I paid for this. And you're sitting there, and the little girls will they'll, 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 they'll do the big wind-up, then they hit it. <laughs> that light. You're like, wait. Wait, all that wind-up? <laughs> you're going to keep us watching you for 17 minutes? No, 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 no. But your girl, Elle, whoo, y'all. I don't know if she got anger on the inside. I don't know what she has. She's all in. She does a little bit of a wind-up, but she's like. Good catch, good catch. I didn't know how that was going to go. <laughs> Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank y'all. I almost hit a light. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need that ball back, too, because L asked me about, Daddy, you can, why, why is my ball in the car? I said, I'm going to do this little thing. Is it okay? She goes, can I have my ball back? I, yes. She hits that thing. Full follow through. Like, ugh. I feel like this is the type of faith and the type of strength that Bartimaeus displays. It's like, it's not just... I got to go to church. I believe in God. Jesus saved me. God, please answer this prayer. <laughs> if it's your will, Lord. Sorry, Lord, you're busy, but I just want a little favor. No, no, no. It, it, it's like, hey, I'm a son and a daughter of almighty God. He saved me for such a time as this. I didn't call myself. He called me. He put his hand on my life. I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not prideful about that. It was a free gift that he gave me. So I'm not demanding anything. But Lord, if you're my father like the Bible says you are, I'm coming to you boldly, believing that you'll do the impossible on my behalf. So I ask for you to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can ask, think, or even imagine. Because you're the one that called me in the first place. Hit. 
this thing. I, uh, I was reading, uh, when I was studying for this message, uh, a little excerpt from Charles Spurgeon, who's like the prince of preachers, the guy from, he's from way back in the day, but he's brilliant, and I, I love his writings, and, and, um, and I, I almost brought the quote, but, but it was way too much like old English, there was a lot of thithers and thuses, and it was like, ain't nobody going to understand this. Uh, so so he, I, I'm reading it, and essentially he is saying, he is saying what he sees in Bartimaeus is he sees a man that's like standing at the gates of hell, at the doorposts, and he's violently shaking them, almost trying to pull them out of the ground. And I saw that imagery, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's be those types of followers of Jesus. When did we have to start being so timid, quiet? Oh, no, you go first. And I'm all for humility. Yes, obviously God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. But I think we've confused humility with timidity. We, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. So this man, Bartimaeus, he like... Follows all the way through. Jesus calls him. The dude jumps up. Mark gives us this beautiful little, uh, little, uh, let me see, detail, detail. That's a good word. He says, uh, he says, Bartimaeus throws his cloak off. Like, throws it behind. Gets it off of him. Why does that, why does that little, little, little detail matter? Well, see, in, 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 in this day, a beggar would put on a cloak, and this would let everybody else know that he was a beggar. The cloak was the indicator of the category he fit in. So when he's walking through the streets to his spot where he begs, people see the cloak that he's on, that he's sitting on. They go, oh, we know who you are. We know what category to put you in. You're a beggar. So now, Jesus calls Bartimaeus, and before he even gets healed, your boy says, I bet you I'm not going to leave this interaction with Jesus the same way I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I met him. I'm, I know I'm leaving this interaction different. So let me go ahead and throw off who I used to be right now, even before I receive who I'm about to be. Some of us, if we're, dare I say all of us, if we're unwilling to discard what we were wearing in an old season, that old thing will define who we are in our new season. So Bartimaeus could have been healed, but still wearing a cloak like he was a beggar and blind. What does that have to do with you? Because some of us are still wearing a breakup. Still wearing a divorce. Still wearing a decision that you made a year ago, six months ago, five years ago, you're still wearing the same decision and Jesus is trying to bring you into a new season, but you still keep on wearing the old you. And he's trying to bring you into a new place, but you keep wearing old stuff. But Bartimaeus is like, no, let me tell you how you need to do this. When he calls your name, 
get up quickly and just be prepared to throw off who you used to be. That thing will not be a crutch to you anymore. You will not be held by that anymore. You will not be defined by that anymore. You will be the man and the woman that God destined for you to be. And your past, yes, you did it. But that does not define you because now you're defined by the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the blood that was shed all those years ago still cleanses today. It never loses its power. This is what Bartimaeus is teaching us in this moment. He throws it off, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he comes up to Jesus. I'm guessing the people guide him to Jesus. And then Jesus says, uh, what do you want me to do for you? What, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And I just felt like Jesus was asking that same question today. What do you want me to do for you? In the beginning, it's very general what Bartimaeus is asking for. Son of David, have mercy on me. But then in this moment, it gets very specific. I ask you, what would you say to Jesus, teenager, young adult, single mom, single dad? What would you say, business owner, leader? What is it that Jesus can do for you? Can you answer the question? I actually don't have a problem that Bartimaeus said something personal. And I don't think God does either. What is it that he can do for you? And he says, go. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he receives his sight. And he begins to walk along the road with Jesus. Notice that in the beginning of the story, he was on the side of the road. But after this interaction with Jesus, he's now on the road. There's a change in his life as he begins to follow after Jesus. But since Jesus acknowledged the man's faith, I thought, what type of faith is this? Because I want it. If Jesus is looking at this man's faith and saying, hey, this is powerful, then I want that same kind of faith. Bartimaeus, I don't care that you're blind. I don't care that you're a beggar. What can I learn from you? I'm not better than you, Bartimaeus. Tell me what I can learn from you because Jesus saw what you did and he looked at that and said, that faith right there healed him. I want that faith. So there's a couple things that I saw real quick, real quick. Number one, it was a faith focused on Jesus. It was a faith focused on Jesus. It was not a faith in faith. It was not a faith in himself. It was not a faith in his brokenness. It was not a faith in his victimhood. It was not a faith in his mistakes. It was not a faith in any of those things. It was a faith that was focused on Jesus. And I cannot help but pray that we would be a church family that would not have our faith in me and would not have our faith in some building, but we would have our faith firmly and completely fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. That's who our faith needs to be fixed on. 
but then it's a faith filled with humility. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The humility here paints a picture for us how God is drawn to the humble, but he resists the proud. And lastly, it's a faith infused with persistence and determination. If you are, oh, say you're single right now, and one day you can't wait to be a mother or a father, I pray God blesses you with children uh, one day. But just so you know, whether you're going to be a parent, you're going to be a business owner, whether you're going to be a supervisor, a manager, whether you're going to lead a church, ministry, whatever it is, at some point in time, you can get punched in the mouth. Okay? You will get punched in the mouth. What Maybe literally, but I'm definitely speaking figuratively. At some point in time, something is coming your way that is going to punch you in the mouth that you cannot control. You did not know what's coming. You, maybe you tried to plan for it and you could not plan for it to be that bad because you never knew you would get that kind of news at that moment. I don't know if Bartimaeus was born blind or if one day he got diagnosed as blind because he saw his sight beginning to diminish day after day after day and he went from his father's house to now living on the streets. I don't know his story, but I do know that this man's faith was infused with persistence and determination. And if you will be who God has called you to be, you're going to have to have a faith that is filled with persistence and determination. Stop laying down get up in the name of Jesus and be who God has called you to be and do what God has called you to do stop throwing in the towel do not give up because God is not done with you yet he's he's looking at Jesus and he says I I cannot stay here I can't stay here we're too soft we're being too sweet with our demons. Coddling things that are trying to destroy us in our families. You are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. You are of those who believe and are saved. You have not been given a spirit of fear. You have been given a spirit of power and love and of self-discipline. You've got the, the life of heaven flowing through your veins, infused with persistence and determination. It's what Jesus walked through. And the Bible tells us, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews 12, 3 because we're keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. God, would you give us a faith like blind Bartimaeus? Would you help us to trust you no matter what comes our way? And whatever's trying to steal our shout, we pray for faith that would move past the opposition. And we'd shout all the more, Jesus, son of David, 
have mercy on us.